Warning, this podcast involves discussions of a spooky and graphic nature not suitable for children or the faint of heart. Strong language and mature content is present. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. And welcome back to another Stabby Snippet here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Tara, and as always, I'm joined by my ghoul friend, Jessica. Hello. Hello, hello. And today I'm going to be talking about Carly Gousset. I came across this missing person case a few weeks ago, but it's one that's kind of been sticking with me. So I wanted to cover her story. It's a bit of an odd one. It's not recent necessarily, but... Like I said, it's a little weird, so it's one that I think needs attention. So I'm going to give you a little bit of details on Carly and where to submit any information before we get into the timeline, as this is still an open investigation. So Carly's date of birth is 5-13-2002. She has dark blonde hair, blue eyes, is 5'7 and approximately 110 pounds, and has a left nose piercing. She was 16 years old on the date she disappeared, which was October 13th of 2018. If you happen to have any information at all in regards to the case, please go to tips.fbi.gov or you can email them at tips at monosheriff.org or you can call their numbers at 760-932-5678 or 916-746-7000. All this info will be in the show notes for you as well and on social media. So if you're currently unable to write it down and need that for any reason, you can check those places too. Again, this is an open investigation, but any kind of information does help. So a little bit about Carly and her family kind of helps with giving you a lay of the land with this. So Carly's dad, his name is Zach, and her mother's name is Lindsay. They split up when Carly was a toddler. She was about two or so, so really young. Zachary married and is still with Carly's stepmom, and her name is Melissa. Carly initially lived with Lindsay, but from roughly five on, she was raised by Zach and Melissa along with Carly's older brother. And then later, uh, she does end up having two younger brothers. I believe those are Zach and Melissa's children. They all lived in Bishop, California, and then eventually Lindsay relocated. And then basically right before the disappearance, I don't remember how close it was, probably like six months to a year. I don't know. Pretty close to it. Zach, Melissa, and the kids all moved from Bishop over to White Mountain Estates in Mono County, California. This wasn't a huge move, really, and Carly was still able to go to the same school, be with the same friends, and all of that stuff. Essentially, they were just moving houses. I want to say it was less than 30 minutes, 30 miles away, so it really wasn't a huge deal. Everyone adjusted fine. Everything was okay as far as that goes. 
So we're going to start with the night before her disappearance, which was October 12th of 2018. Carly originally had said she was going to go to a football game with some of her friends and her boyfriend, but she ended up going to a party with them instead. Now, Carly's described as a fun-loving, good kid. There really isn't too much about her. It's just, you know, that typical teen. So, you know, nothing bad about her. But she also wasn't noted as like a troublemaker, didn't have any problems, nothing like that. Just something to keep in mind. But around 9 p.m. that night, Melissa and Zach were at home just relaxing, having a couple beers. Melissa receives a call from Carly saying that she didn't go to the game and that she was at a party and if she could please come get her. Since Zach had been drinking, Melissa decided that she would be the one, you know, to drive and pick her up. So she goes over and she picks her up from Highlands Park, which is apparently a mobile home park. And initially, Carly had said that she would be standing outside. Well, she wasn't. She was actually running down the road on a road called Dixon and was said to have been extremely scared. It was also said that it was extremely dark outside. It was pitch black. And the only way she saw Carly was because she had the flashlight turned on on her cell phone and she could see it like moving when she was running, you know, like when you're holding it. And then once she got to Carly, she could instantly tell that something was off. She could tell that she was just acting extremely paranoid and just afraid of everything and just not acting normal. And she said Carly had said she was worried that the vehicle, like the car that she was driving, would kill her. And she wouldn't sit in the front seat. So she kept switching seats in the back and wouldn't get in the front at all. And then she was also apologizing to Melissa for not going to the game and lying about it and all of that. And then at this point, she admitted that she had smoked some weed. So Carly and Melissa drive home. And Zach said at this point, he said he knew that she wasn't just stoned because of how she was acting. They end up both saying that she was acting super erratic with her behavior. She was jumping all over the place with how she was acting. She'd go from being very scared and being really mad. She'd be like, I hate you. You're going to kill me. I'm scared of you, like freaking the fuck out out and then just be totally fine and being like, oh my God, you guys are the best. I love you. Da da da. Like essentially acting like she's on a bad trip. So they think it was something like either laced or something with like LSD or something like that. They don't know. And even to this day, like they don't know what was in her system, sadly. And at this point, Melissa said she decided to give her some food to, I guess, maybe help her calm down down or she had I don't know if she just had the thought when someone's drunk you give them food because I don't know like maybe that kind of thing but she kind of gave her some like a weird combo that's wasn't probably gonna do too much Mm -hmm. she gave her a salad and a power bar well I mean you think like she's acting weird and I don't know like I would think that maybe that's what she wanted and like if you're trying to get somebody to eat something I don't know I've tried to feed drunk people before and if they're like I don't want it you can't get them to eat it but like give them a weird thing they want, like cold SpaghettiOs. And they're like, I'll eat this all day. So yeah, I mean, maybe that was what she wanted. Who knows? Mm -hmm. But then apparently she also made a comment about the salad being the devil's lettuce. So she was just like making all these weird ass things like she is just tripping hard. Mm -hmm. So at this point, this was when Melissa decided she would pull out her phone to record Carly. Her and Zach figured they would show it to her in the morning and be like, this is what happens when you do drugs. You know, don't do this shit again kind of thing, you know. Mm -hmm. So what she did use was essentially the video recording function. But I'm guessing she either sat it down on the counter or put it in her pocket or something like that because it said it was just the audio. There was no actual video to it. Mm. We'll get more to that 
later. So at this point, the younger kids, which I like I said, I believe it's two siblings. I'm assuming they're pretty young. They don't really have anything published about them. They're keeping them out of this, which they should. Right. The two younger siblings and Zach are still awake. So Melissa said that they just kind of all hung out, like had watched a movie, you know, things like that. They were trying to keep Carly calm and just kind of chilled out. Eventually, Zach and the younger two went to bed. Zach said he went to bed separately instead of like keeping a close eye on her because he, you know, had been drinking. So he was kind of out of it and he was just like in and out of sleep that night. So I'm guessing he was probably buzzed or a bit drunk or something. Mm -hmm. He was assuming his kid was going to a game and he wasn't going to have to do anything like not going to blame an adult for that. Totally. So, you know, they hang out, whatever. And eventually Melissa and Carly would head to bed themselves and they'd be in the room just hanging out and stuff. And Melissa said Carly was still extremely paranoid and would not leave her side no matter what. So she said they just hung out and watched TV and eventually fell asleep. And Melissa was also texting Carly's boyfriend that night and said to pray for her, which is weird. But maybe this had to do with the bad drug reaction. We never really got any answers for that. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Then approximately at 5.30 a.m., this was the last time that Melissa had woken up and saw Carly. And we'll circle back to this time as well. And then she said she went back to sleep since it was pretty early. Then around 7.15, she said she wakes up and notices that Carly isn't in the bed with her. She thinks she must have gone for a walk or something, and then she starts to look for her through the house, and this is when she starts to panic. So then she goes and gets Zach and tells her that Carly is gone. The front door is also noted later that it's ajar. It's just open. And at this point, they both decide to go and try to look for her. It's also mentioned that... Melissa takes the younger kids over to, I believe, her sister's house or like her mother's house or, you know, a relative's house or something prior to her looking, which some people come after her for this, but I'm not because you're not going to want to be toting your younger kids around when you think your teenage daughter is out on a bad trip running around the desert or maybe something happened. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't want them to see any of that or if someone's taken her and something dangerous is going on, you want your kids in safety. So I I get that. And plus, Zach was out separately looking already. Right. And that's, I'm sorry, that's a responsible thing to do with your children. Mm -hmm. Even if they're like slightly of age to stay by themselves at home. Yeah. You have one kid missing. You don't want to leave the other ones there. Like, no. People who come for people about that kind of stuff, they're just looking for a reason to blame them. Mm Mm-hmm. So then at 9.35, Zach calls Lindsay, Carly's mother, and tells her that Carly is gone. Later, she says because, of course, they go on your favorite, Jessica. They go on Dr. Phil. I've seen this episode, by the way. Oh, okay. (laughs) I was like, I didn't know if you had seen this or not. She says that she instantly thought that gone meant dead. And I'll play devil's advocate for a second. On one hand, I can understand the panic of being like gone equaling dead. But on the other hand, I don't think it's out of hand to say gone because like when my dog's gotten out of the backyard and I had to go chase him, I've said, oh my God, Scout's gone. I need to go chase him. That doesn't mean he's dead. That just means his dumb ass is running on an adventure and I have to go get him. <laughs> Scout, let's go on my adventure. <laughs> no, um, I get that. Like, I think it's like when 
I don't know, like a lot of people get hung up on things that people say. Mm -hmm. Typically, people would say like, you know, Carly's missing. But Zach is 100% right. She's gone. She's left the house. She went away. Like, she's not here. That's an accurate representation of that she's not here. I get right. that the connotation in our, you know, vernacular, when someone says they're gone, they mean that they've passed on. But typically when someone says they're gone, there's already like a pre-understanding that this person is going to pass. Because otherwise people would say like, because my thought was if he was calling her, he'd say Carly's dead. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So after this phone call... They call the Mono County Sheriff's Department. And quick note that uh, it gets explained a little later. There is no Amber Alert issued, which I've got problems with, even with their explanation, which we can chat about in a minute. Some other things to note, too. So there was three witnesses from that morning, two of which knew Carly. They said they saw her walking. And one guy who was like an ex-law enforcement dude he was said to have been in like a glass sunroom type of situation in his hot tub when he saw her walk by. And then another one was a local teacher. And then the last one, they said he's a wooder. I don't know what that means. Or a wood chopper. I don't know. People got hung up on what the hell that, that was. But anyway, essentially, this dude was driving by and he saw her near Highway 6, which is not good because in that area, that makes me nervous with other problems like human trafficking. Mm -hmm. So authorities brought in all sorts of resources when they were looking for her. They brought in helicopters. They brought in search dogs for her scent. They brought in ATVs. You name it. It's a desert. There's rocky terrain, everything. And she took nothing. So they were trying to look quickly for her. Mm -hmm. Then on October 15th, the Mono County Sheriff's Department put out that they were conducting this as a missing persons investigation and stated that there was no Amber Alert because there was no sign of abduction. But how the fuck can you know that? Because you don't know anything still. I'm sorry. This is a missing child. I feel like whether you know if it's an abduction or not, there should still be an Amber Alert. Right. I understand that there's no sign of abduction, but is there any sign that she ran away? No. So what the fuck? No, no. I agree. I agree. That's, that's a little annoying and kind of like a bad judgment call. But like, I guess once you do it, you kind of have to keep going. Right. In that month, there was a lot of media coverage. We'll talk more Dr. Phil. Nancy Grace did an episode on her podcast and talked to her stepmother, I believe. And then there was also a feature on Live PD, and they talked to Lindsay on that. Uh, sadly, between there and December, there really wasn't any more updates. And that also meant that the media coverage dropped off. With these missing persons, disappearances, everyone's going to have a different reaction. Right. Lindsay wasn't active with the search. She did go to the Gousset home, but she didn't physically, you know, go out and search, which she said it was because she was in shock, things like that. But of course, Melissa and Zach were very like, obviously, before they even called the cops, they were already out looking. So that started the tension right there. Right. Then there's also the huge factor that Lindsay and Melissa treated social media very, very differently. Lindsay pretty much avoided it, I guess. And Melissa was super fucking active. It wasn't even 12 hours. It was about 10 hours after Carly disappeared. Melissa was on Facebook Live streaming it, telling people she was missing, giving her description, all kinds of stuff, you know, posting everything. And this kind of bit her in the ass. 
And if you go on YouTube, you can watch the streams and even some of my sources that are YouTube videos covering this. There's clips of it, so you can watch it if you would like. And this is also kind of getting us into that court of public opinion thing. So doesn't really help. Right. Some were wondering if she was using this for attention for herself. And then there's also the fact that there's some inconsistencies, which I'll get into with the timeline and some details and things like that and ties into a theory that comes up at the end of my story, which I'm sure you're probably aware with since you've watched the Dr. Phil thing. Right. I remember when I watched it on Dr. Phil, like they were asking, like, were you doing this for attention? And I had I was like, I'm sorry, like somebody's missing. It's 2018. Like you can use that as a way to get people's attention. And and the great thing about OK, let me put it this way. Mm-hmm. My brother was an idiot and just disappeared and stopped talking to everyone. There was part of me who thought someone had killed him because my ex-sister-in-law is fucking nutter. I don't say that like, oh, she's crazy. No, I'm like, I mean, like she was crazy. Like I saw her try to cut her face with a pizza cutter because she wanted to hurt my brother. And, you know, some people hurt themselves instead of hurting the other person because then they can be the victim. Mm -hmm. But anyway, with that, my brother disappeared. And I was like, did did he die? Did he did she kill him? Did he Mm -hmm. get into a fight? Is he hurt? Is he? And I made a quick little Facebook ad and put it out there. And within an hour, it had been shared like 300 times. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of my point to this story. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's a it's a great tool for these kind of cases. Yeah. Right. Because if Carly had just like wandered off and was at like a friend's house that like maybe her parents didn't know about, it might get posted around and she might see it and be like, oh, shit, I need to go home. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Or someone might be like, oh, no, I just saw her here. Like, that's what happened. Mm -hmm. I digress. No, 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 totally. But I want to circle back to this. I'm glad you brought up Dr. Phil, though, because we're going to we're going to talk about him a little bit. We're going to circle back to this recording that took place, the audio recording thing, video, whatever you want. to. I guess technically it's a video, but it's just audio. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is where I'm a little mm, about her, about Melissa and Zach. So. Dr. Phil brings it up and is asking them about it because they had reached out to them because he wanted to listen to it. He said, you know, obviously with his background and stuff, he's like, I am curious to listen to this because I may be able to maybe provide some insight to help out what was going on with her, what kind of stuff she would been on. I've dealt with a lot of people who's had drugs that have messed with their psychological state, et cetera, et cetera. And at first, Melissa and Zach are like, well, it's an open investigation. Mm -hmm. Or no, they... He just, okay, so he asks, and then they're like, oh, it's an open investigation. And then that's when he says about he can help, blah, blah, blah. And then they try to be like, well, nobody asked. And I'm like, come on now. You know those producers were like, Zach, Melissa, send this shit over to us like a hundred and fucking million times. Come on now. And he said, well, my team said that you told us straight up no, that you weren't going to send it to me. Right. And they just kind of sit there. And then magically, they're like, well, we'll let you listen to it. Just you. We don't want the world, which I mean, I understand they don't want that in the public. I I get that. But I just something about like, why don't you want to let 
someone who's trying to help you listen to it. Right. And then also the fact that I find interesting is that Lindsay, she's only listened to part of it. And that could be because she got upset. I don't know. We kind of have hearsay to go off of what is exactly on it, which I mean, I get because it's like a vital part of probably their investigation, which makes sense. But essentially what we know about that is Carly is just kind of going crazy. She's saying all kinds of weird things. She's saying like she wants to go to church, things about the Bible, things about demons, things about the devil, like all kinds of crazy shit. And then according to Lindsay, because there's here's where the conflicting stuff will come in. According to Lindsay, Carly calls out, are you there, mom, or something like that? Mm -hmm. And Melissa's like, no, silly, it's me, blah, blah, blah. And then Carly says something along the lines of, well, I'm scared or whatever, and then to call 911. And she's like, okay, okay, I'll call 911. And then there's this pause or something. And then Carly says again, well, are you going to call? And Melissa says, no, you're fine. Everything's fine, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then Melissa's like, no, that's not what happened. Carly had said, if anything were to ever happen to me, would you call 911? And I told her yes. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, the mom thing did happen, but that's it. I do remember Dr. Phil like coming for them. Like, why Mm -hmm. do you want this? And to play the devil's advocate, like when you hand over that kind of thing, like you're handing over a license for it to be used. Like, yeah, Dr. The Dr. Phil show is a show like, yes, he wants to help people. But this that's the platform he gets to help people on is a show. Mm-hmm. And the show is great with drama. And this tape probably is dramatic. And so maybe you you don't there's a myriad of reasons. Maybe the detective said like this can't air. And so they maybe felt like holding off to when he was like, okay, just me. Because it sounds like, because I, if I recall, and from what you're saying, because I watched this a while ago, mm-hmm. when he said, well, yes, it'll just be me, they were like, sure, you can listen to it. Mm-hmm. And so it probably just sounded like they were, I don't know, I, I, I am kind of inserting my own opinion here. No, you're fine. If it was me, I would be, I would be a little concerned. Like, how would this be used? Like, I would say no. Like, because you don't know what you don't know what the police have told them. Mm-hmm. The police may say like this can't be released because again, we've talked about this on the podcast several times that the police like to hold evidence in. Mm-hmm. And like, what if something on that tape was that evidence that they're trying to work a lead on? Yeah, you know, like maybe she said a name, maybe she said something, maybe she gave some sort of background in it. And they're trying to work a lead. And if they just put that out there, you know, it could tip people off. Mm -hmm. That's true. So kind of some theories. I know this one's kind of heavy. So we'll go over the two like serious theories and then one just kind of weird conspiracy theory that's tied to this just kind of ended on a little bit of an interesting note to kind of get us not so sad. I don't know. Okay. Lindsay's theory and a lot of people think that Carly had a drug overdose and accidentally died. And in a panic, Melissa and Zach did something with her body and covered it up and just said she was abducted. Like maybe Melissa woke up and she was just dead because they don't know what she took. Because a lot of people said if she was acting that crazy and that weird and that out of it, why didn't you take her to the ER or why didn't you take her to urgent care? That kind of thing. Like if you were that concerned, like why didn't you do that? But it's also hindsight is twenty twenty, So it's like part of me is like, how dare you? 
put that guilt on a parent. You know what I mean? Right. Part of them is that she OD'd and they they panicked and they didn't want to go to jail. They thought they were going to go to jail or something because she was a minor and all this stuff. So a lot of people think that's that or they think that it was just the stepmom like and she knew and then she somehow magically got rid of the body. I don't know. I don't know how she would have managed to do that without Zach knowing. He would have had to have been like really drunk. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, and it kind of sounds like they both were like that Zach was inebriated and maybe we don't know. Melissa may have had one beer or so and maybe not have been like impaired, but may not have been like, you know, we don't know what happened when she got home. She could have drank. Yeah. And and a lot of it is, is like, I'll be honest, I have seen people at parties who have they've just smoke straight pot and go crazy because their chemistry is just not, Mm -hmm. you know, like I'm not a good high person. I have said that several times in my lifetime. I am not a good high person. Um, (laughs) I have not, I'm going to, you know, like I'm not, that's just not who I am. Like give me a nice cocktail and I'm good. But like getting high, like I can be a parent. I mean, Tara's literally seen me high before and we drove literally, (laughs) I, I can say this. I, I the the word literal is is correct here. We drove literally ten minutes, and I sat up and screamed in the backseat of my car. <laughs> Are we fucking home yet? Yeah. And we were driving two hours, <laughs> and she was like, "No, we're not home yet." I'm like, "What do you mean we're not home? We've been driving forever." And Tara's like, "No, we haven't. We literally have been in the car ten minutes." So, like, I get it. People can have bad reactions. So you also don't, like, also, if this shit's laced, like, yeah. I mean, this is the thing. Like, party culture now, like, kids take, like, young kids take such, like, crazy drugs that I remember when I was in high school. Like, when you hear, like, kids are like, oh, I did this. I remember, like, oh, yeah, like, the skeezy, really drug kids did that. Like, yeah, smoking pot. And when I went to high school, it was like, oh, yeah, they smoke pot. Like, mm-hmm. Uh, but like you may, it was like the clueless era, you know, it's like, it's one thing to toke up at a party, but it is another thing. <laughs> and so it's like that, like, and you don't know, like, this could have been her first time. Yeah. And they could have thought, okay, this is like, she's high. She's going to come down from this. She's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Also, if she drug overdosed, yes, they may face like neglect charges, but like, I'm pretty sure like if they got a good lawyer and they were very like truthful and being like, look, we honestly didn't think she was that high. She said she just smoked some pot. We just thought she was having a bad reaction to it. Like when was the last time someone overdosed on pot? Yeah. And another thing, too, that people in this camp that they are focusing on with this besides that is that there is the fact that Melissa's timeline seems to change, that there's inconsistencies. Uh, The biggest one being that there's an NBC article, and you can find it in the sources. I'm just going to flat out say, here's the thing with articles. You don't know if she actually said this in this different way, or if maybe the reporter wrote it wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could go either way. It could go either way. But here's the thing, because if she did say it this way, that's a big fucking deal. Mm -hmm. Basically, she said that at 5.30, she checked on all the kids and went back to bed. And when she woke up later, she 
opened Carly's door and discovered she was gone. So like she was never in the bedroom. So like she did not sleep with her like she was doing whatever. So people really focused on that. Then there's things like she got the other kids up and ready and then checked on Carly or like got her kids up and ready and then like then was like, oh, maybe I should do something about her being gone or something. But like I said, it goes back to that whole like social media stuff. I think it's great, but it can bite you in the ass. And especially because she jumped on so fast right after and she could have said one thing, maybe weird or something. Who knows if I'm not saying this person wrote the article wrong. I'm saying like, we don't know. We don't know if the person wrote the article wrong or if she said this wrong or what the fuck happened. But it's like, Mm-hmm. Something can be misconstrued or she could be lying and fucking fucking up her lies. Who knows? It's just it's really confusing. But I can see how they can connect that to maybe that's something to think about. But it's like it's been well over a year and I don't think it was them. That's just my opinion. I'm not in that camp personally ever since I first saw this. I guess like the way I have thought about it is that if you go with Melissa's timeline, she says she woke up at. 530 and she like rolled over and she saw that Carly was awake and she had her eyes open and that she was awake. Not that she was laying there with her eyes open, just staring off into space. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming that there was probably eye contact made. And this is the fun thing. Like what people don't realize is that at some point in the night, your eyes open, like your eyes don't stay closed all night. So like to say that someone is just has their eyes open, like, she said the word awake mm-hmm. now, like, cause we're, we're picking apart people's words here, <laughs> <laughs> apparently. So she said awake. So I'm assuming that there was some sort of like, Hey, you're awake. I'm awake. And I go back to sleep. Now. I also think that when you have someone who says like, Oh, I got up and went and checked on the children. And then I came back to bed. Like she could have done that. She said she was awake. She could have walked out. That that's an irrelevant point of view or a relevant point mm-hmm. because the point that she was making is that at 530 she woke up and Carly was awake. Yeah. Now to say that like I went and opened Carly's door and realized she was gone. Like you walked outside Carly's room. You opened her door and realized she's gone. Yeah, that's true too. Cause like my first reaction would be like, like I share a bed with my husband every night. Mm-hmm. If I woke up in the morning and he wasn't there I would then open my bedroom door Mm -hmm. and see if he's in the bathroom or in the living room or in another part of our house. Like, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Right. I think people get caught up on semantics because we go back to like the Chris Watts case and we go back to like those type of cases where what people are saying, we get so caught up and everyone wants to be like a forensic psychologist and be like, "Mm, what she said here means this. And it's like, or it could literally be that as she's giving an interview or or is talking to a bunch of people, someone is misinterpreting and writing it down. Like, you know, she they could say, like, did you when you realized she was gone, did you check on your other kids? And she said, yeah, I went and checked on my other kids. And then I kept looking for Carly. And someone could have written that down is that I went and checked for my kids and then I looked for Carly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because like, yes, that one story is inconsistent. Mm-hmm. And then every other story is consistent. Like. I mean, that's kind of where, like, I'm looking at, like, human error here. 
also, you don't know the line of questioning that could have come. Like, mm-hmm. there could have been, like, a way a question was worded. She answered it differently. Right. Because she was asked a different question that she misunderstood. Like, it happens all the time. And honestly, I think, here's the thing. If you look at the fact that her timeline, she says she woke up at 530. Mm-hmm. That's a very specific time. And then she woke up her husband between 715 and 730. Mm-hmm. That means that if she woke up at... 5.30 in the morning and rolled over and Carly was dead. She had two hours to get a child who was basically, I think, I can't remember, but like, I don't think Melissa's a big woman. No, she doesn't look very big. Mm-mm. No, she, you know, so she's going to get a child who's probably as big as her out of the bed without making any noise. Because mind you, there's two other children in the house. Mm-hmm. Down, I don't know if there's stairs, I don't know, out of the house. Now I have a body and I have to take it and put it in my vehicle and then take it to wherever and hide it well enough. That cadaver dogs don't find it. Right. And then turn around and come back and get back in to like my pajamas, essentially. Mm -hmm. And from what I remember from the Dr. Phil, like they were saying like she was just in like a shirt, like a night shirt or something like that. Yeah. And, you know, get back in my night clothes and then wake my husband up to let him know that his daughter was missing. Yeah. I also want to talk about the fact that I think Lindsay needs to shut the hell up sometimes because, like, I watched it and I remember Dr. Phil, like, asking her, like, why didn't you help? And she was like, I was in shock. And he's like, don't you think that if your daughter was missing, like, you would do everything in your power? To find her. And she's like, Mm -hmm. I was just like, because she didn't help at all. I don't think. I don't think she ever. No, she didn't do anything. And then like, as soon as like she left, she just went home and went about her life and was like posting normal. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think she was as like crazy on Facebook as Melissa, but like she was on Facebook. Like, I think she was doing like normal things. Hmm. That's crazy. Dr. Phil was like, why would you do this? And she's like, well, because they killed her. She's dead. Like. There's nothing else for me to do but go home and grieve and be normal. And I was just like, are you a fucking insane, lady? <sighs> That's craziness. But yeah, tangent over. <laughs> tangent over with that theory. Um, <laughs> but uh, the other side, and this is the one I think is more plausible, is that the theory that Zach and Melissa think is that someone picked her up and took her. Sadly, being that close to a highway, it is very plausible that she was picked up and taken to God knows where. But the only good thing with that is there is a chance she's still alive. There's also other cases that have been more recent of even, you know, kids like getting away and coming back and stuff. So like you never, you never, never know. Those are the two main theories. So people think that her parents let her OD and die and they hit her body or Melissa did it or that she was abducted. Right. And then also the really fucking weird thing that just went on the Internet. And this is just kind of end on the what the fuck note for you guys. The other theory kind of goes with the kidnapping thing is that she is YouTuber Kate Yup. She is not. Spoiler. Do you know who this person is? Mm-mm. So this person, she does the mukbangs, the eating videos of seafood. She only shows from the nose down. She wears a blindfold. And many speculate wild theories on this creator altogether. 
that she is being held against her will, that she's being abused, um, something like that. And then somehow it got theorized by somebody that it was Carly and spread like wildfire. But it's definitely, definitely not. I actually think it's some chick from like France or something. Don't at me on that. Don't quote me on that. I rabbit hold and I can't remember which if it's one of the videos on my sources or if it was like a different random video I watched about that. But somebody figured it out because they were like watching all of her videos and stuff. And there's something in her caption that led to like something either like led to something that gave a clue that she was in Paris or in France or something. But it's it's not Carly. It's not. It's just some YouTuber that went with the hype and it's helped her channel go viral. I mean, I do see it because I'm looking at like a poster and it's like they're looking at the the comparison and I do see like, I mean, you do see it like if you're looking at it, like they have similar hands, they have similar like jaw structure. So I, I, I see that. I mean, that's weird. Her videos are weird as shit. I haven't watched them and I don't really want to. Yeah, they're really weird. There's one where she like guts a fish. It's the Internet. We like weird things. Like there's a reason why like cats are like so popular on the internet, but not so popular in real life. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, that one was just, it was just really weird. And I just wanted to kind of like throw that in because mm-hmm. I feel like if I didn't, somebody probably would have asked my opinion on it because it was like attached to everything. Yeah. Like every video or anything was always like all of this about the case. And then also not Kate. Yep. I was like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck? <laughs> and I would think that Kate, like the person who is, is Kate Yep, should come out and say like, I'm definitely not this kidnapped girl. It's helping her clout, essentially. So, or it did. So, yeah. That's so fucked up about mm-hmm. like the internet, it's clout. Like, goddamn. The only thing I was going to say is to go along with Lindsay's theory that like Michelle or Zach had anything to do with it. So is she just like disregarding all of the eyewitnesses that say they saw her? Yeah, she uh, for the guy who was in the hot tub, she was like, well, how could he even see because of the steam? And then I don't know what she how she disregarded the other two. But the guy in the hot tub and then the teacher literally were familiar with who Carly is. So it's not just like, oh, I saw somebody similar. It's that was her. So she was definitely seen that morning. I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't either. But I absolutely hope that she's somehow still out there and can get away and be safe. And if anyone listening has any sort of clue or idea um, or anyone you know might have some kind of idea, have them give a listen and uh, take a look at all the resources in the show notes or on socials. I'll have everything up there for you guys to take a look. But that is going to go ahead and wrap up this stabby on Carly Gousset's missing persons case. And we will see you next week. You guys have a good weekend. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.